Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Take It To Your Grave, episode three. This episode is kind of short, but suspenseful. I hope you guys enjoy it. I love all the support I'm gaining from this episode. And I hope you guys stay tuned because this book, this series will eventually turn into a book, which hopefully will be able to be turned into a play or maybe even a movie. If you aim high and you shoot for the stars, you might land on the cloud. I hope everybody has a wonderful and peaceful Sunday. I love you all. Have a good night. Chapter one, dumbass Dana. Tony Vincetti, AKA white boy was that nigga, okay? A bitch hadn't been to the bar in weeks. This man spooled me five-star meals, two Birkins, one bust down, and a crispy pair of bloody steep toes. I was in heaven, okay? And did I mention he could fuck? Because he could fuck. I ain't ashamed to say I let him smash on the first night. We hit it off, and I mean, I was long overdue for some pipe. Shit, I don't know about all white boys, but this motherfucker here was hung and could hang. <laughs> we had just finished getting busy, and I lay there trying to catch my breath, weave all over my head, damp and sweaty. Tony sat at the edge of the bed on his phone, and I could tell something was bothering him. It was like he was there, but he wasn't all the way there. He turned to me, placing his hand on my thigh. You look so beautiful. Boy, stop. You ain't finna gas me. Look what you did to my hair. Got me looking like the crackhead from Holiday Heart. Holiday Heart? Look, we gonna have to get you hit. (laughs) It's a movie, Tony. It's a movie, babe. Oh, I see. Look, I need a favor. I'm listening. I rested my hand on on his hand to let him know it was okay to speak. I could tell he was very nervous. Look, I really don't want to ask, but I need you to drop something off to a friend of mine. Drop what off? I questioned him. It's better you don't know. What, boy? You is not finna play with me. Tony, exactly what do you do? I told you, me and my pops run a few companies. If I can be honest, that sounds like a fucking lie. Look, don't go asking me all these questions. You got your rolly, you got your red bottoms, five-star meals, You're good, right? Or do I need to send your ass back to the bar? Excuse me? I mean, you weren't asking all these questions when I was whining and dining and treating your ass. And now all of a sudden we're playing Family Feud. Tony, I have a right to know. Everything is not for you to know. Look, I'll load it in the back of your truck. You'll be, you'll back into the alley. My guy Lorenzo will pick it up and you can drive off. Simple. The air in the room became thick. He snatched the covers off the bed angrily and started dressing. I began to panic. Fine. I'll do it myself, he said, making his way to the door. Wait, wait, no, no, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever you want, I'll do it. Really? Yeah, I'll do it. But just this one time, though. He grabbed me by my hair, tonguing me down and smacking my ass. Get dressed. I'm taking you shopping. Chapter two, Sharice. Since I had moved in with Dana, a lot of things had begun to manifest. I must admit, I began to enjoy my newfound freedom. 
I enjoyed spending time with Kayla and Dana was beginning to warm up to me gradually. I liked doing what I wanted when I wanted. I had no pressure to be a wife or a mother or anything. Me and Darren had spoken very briefly since leaving the house and we both agreed that our marriage was just over and we decided on divorce. I had foolishly signed a prenup when we had gotten married, so I decided to hire a private detective so that I could prove Darren's homosexuality and infidelity in court. It had been about three weeks and I hadn't heard anything up until this point. The private detective left a voicemail this morning telling me it was urgent and that we needed to meet right away. I phoned him immediately and told him I could be there by noon. When I arrived at his office, I was asked to wait because he was with another client. As I sat in the waiting room, I began to think of all the possibilities. Maybe Darren wasn't gay. Maybe he was a serial killer. Maybe he was fucking animals. My mind raced a mile a minute up into the short front desk attendant motion for my attention. Miss Brown, Miss Croon would like to see you now. She was very intense. I gathered my purse and throw over and followed her down the narrow hallway into the office. The closer and closer we got, the more queasier I felt. The office was small, wooden-walled office with green carpet. There sat Mr. Croon in his desk, hands folded into his forearms, staring at me. I could hear the front desk attendant's footsteps disappearing into a light tap, and beads of sweat began to form on my forehead under my breast. Mr. Croon abruptly stood, which scared me, closing all the blinds, returning to his chair. I foolishly stood in the corner of the room, shifting my weight from one foot to another. I was so embarrassed, I didn't know what was to come. Miss Brown, please have a seat. I sat. Look, I'm going to keep this real short and real goddamn simple. Your husband is in some deep shit, and I honestly don't know how you didn't see this coming. Now I'm going to give you this here manila envelope. In this envelope is a ticket to where you need to go to find out exactly what your husband is into. Now, don't open this goddamn envelope in this office. Hell, don't even open this goddamn envelope until you're 100% alone within the safekeepings of your home. Now I want you to hear me good. Whatever happens, you didn't get this shit from me. Now get out of here before you get us both killed. You can pay the receptionist on the way out. I was dumbfounded. What could possibly be in this small vanilla envelope? Deep shit? What the hell had Darren gotten himself into? I snatched the envelope from his hand, scurried down the hallway, and threw the pre-written check at the receptionist. I hauled ass home. When I entered, Dana and Kayla were at the table peacefully enjoying Chinese food. I hightailed into my room, kicking off my shoes, tearing the envelope open, emptying the contents on the bed. Two pictures, a ballroom mask, and a golden ticket fell out. One picture was of Darren and a beautiful woman. What looked like being escorted out somewhere? Two tall men held their arms and the picture was blurry as if they were being scurried off. The next picture was a Snapchat of a mansion, all white with black shutters and a red door. The golden ticket was shiny, written 20 annual black masquerade ball. The mask was decorated in red glitter with three small black feathers. What the fuck has my husband been doing? Chapter three, Nina, AKA the big eye box cutter.
I lie on the floor three days before Varez came and released me. No food, no water, pooping and peeing on myself like an animal. I felt ashamed. I wanted mama. I didn't deserve this. My love had turned into resentment. He didn't even come to untie me himself. Black Widow, one of the original members, came to do it. <laughs> I don't see what he sees in you. You're young, you're weak, naive. You're not half the ninja I was at your age. Oh, for Christ's sake, what is it? She takes the blade from her left ankle harness and grabs my broken hand tightly, undoing the zip ties. I scream out in sorrow. She laughs. If it were me, I would have cut your fucking eyeball out myself. The zip tie releases and I feel a wave of comfort. She grabs me by my hair and neck, throwing me to the couch. Ah! My body feels anguish and pain. Then she throws an envelope at me. Pack your shit, you dumb bitch. We're headed to Atlanta. Our next mission is to kill and heist for Mr. Paul and Tony Vincetti. And that concludes another episode of Take It to Your Grave. Again, this episode was kind of short, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, like, subscribe, and follow on Take It to Your Grave podcast at Instagram.com. Or you can follow my art page at Ebony's Art and possibly buy some art. Again, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for the support. And I hope that you guys continue to follow eventually when I turn this into a book, a play, and hopefully make it to the big screen. Thank you so much for supporting me, and I hope you all have a blessed night. Bye.